You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right. Welcome back to the latest Mountain West Connection basketball podcast. It's been a little while. Got a, a website, mwcconnection.com, for any hoops uh, news and other stuff, obviously. Jeremy Moss with Eli Betker. We're back. And if you those don't know, I'm doing okay. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. <laughs> on the shelf right now, he's on the DL, but but we're powering We'll make it through, this. yeah. we got some interesting stuff to chat about today from San Jose State being – what? What are they doing? They're beating San Diego State. We got the uh, weekly uh, – or show – well, not weekly, but um, each show – what team wants to win or not win this week in the conference? Yeah, exactly. The the trendy team and the team that's Te- that's going south every week. Seems like that's it's right. Team of the week. week. So let's do this. Um, you did something about San Jose State because the Spartans are they're not going to win the conference. I don't think because they're sitting at a five and six, which is the would you write was the most conference wins in three seasons combined prior. Correct. Yes. Yeah. They had five the last three years combined. They could be a team that they're gonna. Somebody's gonna be pissed at tournament that they lose to them in the first round. Yeah. No kidding. I think you want to because everybody's invited. They, if I'm correct, they changed so everybody's still invited. Is that right? All eleven teams. I think last spring that they said they were going to to make it what eight teams, and then they switched back and said they weren't. So I'm pretty okay, sure it's eleven. Yeah, it's now. Eleven. Oh no, because I remember the emailed out the uh, schedule. I'm like, hey, where's these other games? Like, oh, whoops. And so they could be playing like they, – they might play – they're probably going to play in that um, first set of games, and they probably could win like – I don't know. They could they could be like UNLV or Air Force or something they could beat, but if they could win that first game, which is a possibility, they could be beat – I don't see why they can't beat Boise, Nevada, or CSU, or even New Mexico if they get to that point because they seem to play well enough when they play the good teams. I'm on teamrankings.com right now, and obviously they have a 100% chance of making the tournament, but they're giving them about 40% chance to get to the quarterfinals and 8.4% chance to get to the semis. So that's that's not too bad for a team that's won just five conference games the last three years combined. Yeah, a team that's been awful. Like, they're not just bad. What did They they would, um, was it last year or the year before they won zero Division One games? Wasn't it last season? Yeah, year uh, year before last, they were zero and twenty eight against D one schools. They their only wins Catherine were against State, I think. Bethesda. Yeah, it's Saint Catherine and Bethesda. Or, uh, I have, I don't even know what that is. Not but. good teams. <laughs> no, not good at all. So they're they're a team like like and they lost their best two players from last year, lead scores. I honestly I don't know how they're doing it because they're not like I said they're not this amazing team, but they beat San Diego. They've won three in a row where they beat. Okay, UNLV's not very good, but you beat at New Mexico, you beat San Diego State, you hang or you beat Air Force to do an okay, you hang around versus Wyoming. It's I don't know, they're just a team where like they play at UNLV next week or next game. I don't why can't they beat UNLV on the road? Because UNLV's last place in the conference. Yeah, it's weird because we're finally entering the territory where we expect San Jose State to win a game. I've I've never <laughs> been able to say that before. Never. But, but this team is playing well. Yeah. And they, they played St. Mary's earlier in the year, 
and they were within five to ten points for about three quarters of the game. So, team's team is yeah, definitely improving. Yeah, if you watched State, it's Pac-12 team, so it's always pretty good. And Southern mm-hmm. Utah's not too bad. They beat them by ten. They're the big sky. But there's only five, what, two, three, four, five, well, seven games left. Just about a month left in the regular season, and they may win. Like Air Force, they could probably be. They might only win three more games at most, two games, because the schedule's Fresno is so good at home. UNLV at home, that's a toss-up, but they could win. They could beat Air Force at San Jose. Utah State's been pretty crappy. That's a win that they could get. I don't think they'll beat Bo- at Boise, host Nevada, or at Wyoming, but they can finish with eight conference wins maybe, eight and ten. Yeah, I think I think eight eight or nine is definitely possible, and that's, that's pretty big for this team because the core of their team is – basically underclassmen so their two best players right now Clark and Willage are are both sophomores so they return all but one player next year so I mean I'm not saying they're going to win the conference anytime soon but this is a team that could definitely finish with winning records the next two seasons possibility for them so then they beat San Diego State the other night like 70 they beat them 76-71 and like Luke Pope's been back but he only scored 10 points no it's the same story for Aztecs they don't have a big score they had Four guys in double figures, but it was 13, 12, 13, and 10. And then, like I said, Clark's doing good, 22 points and seven rebounds. But they, it's the same, well, let's, let's chuck three pointers for San Diego State, seven of 24, and 37% overall. Like they, San Jose State wasn't great from beyond their anyways, but they at least shot 44 from the field, made most of free throws because San Jose or San Diego missed a good chunk. But come on. Absolutely, it's, come on. It's Hemsley good that can't yeah, just chuck it. Just so much inconsistency from the San Diego State team, and, and I, I see that San Jose State shot worse from the three-point range, but they, they also took only half the shots. So, yeah. so that's that's all about efficiency. So they were able to figure it out and had enough to beat San Diego State, which is a it's a big win because this is the San Diego State team that's dominated the Mountain West for the last five ten years. So it's. It's that's a, a program building win, I guess you I could say. So yeah, they've won the three that won in the row than that. But then Astro Conference, like the bracket change each week. I should probably pull a bracket matrix. But right now, I have a tie at the top. Between it's going to be, I, I'm, it's going to be Nevada or Boise State. I think we're both pretty confident that's going to uh, win the regular season. But CSU, I don't know how they're doing it, man. They're sitting at eight and four, half a game out. And I know those three guys who were suspended didn't play a ton, but. You lose three guys who could contribute a decent amount, and they've won what five of six, only losing to Boise by three points. Yeah, they've they've been so much better than what any of us expected when they lose a decent chunk of their team. I mean, five and one in their last six games when they're only playing with a rotation of about seven guys. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's, I don't I don't know how they keep it, especially tournament play. That I think they might phase it, phase out in semis. Because if you're playing those few players and you're going to tighten up the rotation even more, they may get it done. Not saying they can't, but I think it'll be more difficult if they're going to make a run to win the tournament because fewer players, uh, more games, uh, it's more intense. Each possession's more, it's just everything's more heightened for that conference tournament because especially with this being a one-and-done league. But if they could get to a two or three seed, it's a possibility that they'd be playing like, like I said, maybe San Jose, not an easy matchup, playing maybe... Like, even if you look at the bottom, San Jose and Utah State, like, Utah State can beat most teams. They're just, I don't know what's up with them. They've just been terrible. But for the Rams, they're, whew, they've been um, 
playing better than anybody thought they did because the Rams just swept um, Utah State, and I I don't know what's up the Aggies, man. They uh, they're at the bottom where I thought they'd be top four. Yeah, it's it's weird because we we mention fairly often that if this team could get a score besides more in the rotation, like what McIlwain and Rector have been doing, because they've been fairly consistent on the offensive side, we thought they would be fine. They dominated Nevada at home the other night, which made absolutely <laughs> zero sense. And then they then they lose to Boise and then get blown out by Colorado State. So it's a confusing team, and we have a lot of those in the yeah, conference they this year. Lose at, like their last handful of games at Wyoming, Okay, it's not it's not a bad loss, but you lose playing at San Diego State. Lose it, losing at home is a big deal for them because they're always good at home. CSU beat them, and then I, yeah, the, the, had they lost Nevada, be like whatever, they're just a bad team. But then, like I said, they crushed them. It's like, and then they almost beat Boise. Like had they beat Nevada and Boise, it'd be even more mind boggling because I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> they got Wyoming host San Diego State, so they could win a couple more games the rest of the way. And Air Force, they they probably could win maybe like what I think they could be, they could probably win like five, their last five games and that five of those games. Cause they got one minute at home. They could win. Aztecs are all over the board, like Utah state. So they could win that game. They'll probably lose to Nevada. They could beat San Jose on the road. That's three air force home. UNLV road. Like I said, they could win five of those six games. They probably won't, but I think they have the talent to do so. Yeah, I think so too. And that Nevada matchup will be, we would expect it would be a tough matchup for them, even though they crushed them on the first, but I mean, ending up with maybe nine conference conference wins, that would be – it's realistic. It's possible. It's possible. Well, it's like I said, you got to have somebody beside Jalen Moore back there scoring all those points. But, like, Boise and Nevada, they keep – it's like every time there's, like, a three-game winning streak, the team loses to somebody. Like, you losing to who again? Like, I don't – I don't trust anybody yeah. in this conference at all. I think if there's one team I had to, I would have to put my money on, it would be Nevada. I just think that they're really talented and they, they put up points in bunches. I thought what they did last night, even though it was against a, a pretty bad UNLV team, you just see how they're able to create on offense. They have really good passing ability, athletic. They can shoot from three. So if there's any team I would expect to to win a game in March, I would have to say it's Nevada. Okay, here's what may not surprise me. Like, like I know these teams are streaky, but the way they're streaky could be an advantage come, like, the NCAA tournament. I could honestly see a sweet – this is going to be sound crazy, but a sweet six team, team for the conference, because if either of these teams are on Boise or Nevada, they could win a couple of games against most teams. And – I was – I'm just sorry, thinking, go I'm, ahead. Like, I'm, I'm thinking the way the streakiness they are and how well they can play – I, 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 w- I would be surprised but overly shocked if they win two games in the tournament. I was actually looking just a few hours ago at some of the teams that this commerce could potentially match up and, and be good matchups, and I'll do some writing on that as we get closer to the NCAAs. But I think if they play against teams that are maybe lackluster guarding the three or just have trouble on the offensive side, I think it could be a good matchup. So... Uh, look at top five seeds on, on bracket matrix right now. Uh, West Virginia could come to mind. They play good defense, but their offense can be a little shaky. Um, SMU you've got UCLA's. Yeah, SMU is another one. Uh, Boise beat them earlier in the year, which is which is pretty strange. UCLA's defense is awful, but they score a ton of points. So that 
that's another one. South Carolina there too. Bad offense, really good defense. So you never know. I think that they definitely have the ability to win at least one game. You know how 12 seeds are in the tournament, yeah. so anything's possible. Yeah, I just, the way they're streaky, this way they could play. When they play to their best, they're probably better than that 12 seed they're probably going to get, either of those teams. I think so, So too. there's a couple mm-hmm. of games that's coming up, so let's kind of get to that a little bit because this isn't going to be extremely long. We'll make it uh, hopefully long enough for folks to get some basketball stuff. But we got got the weekend <laughs> games coming up, so we got a full semi. Um, I did have those appear until I go to extreme tab mode here. So we have – I've got them up right now. Yeah, so what's want. the what's the first game you think we should be watching? So I think the slate's pretty soft for Saturday. Uh, Sunday's got a good game. Nevada at San Diego State oh, Sunday sad. afternoon on CBS Sports Network. So that's at, that's at 1. Uh, for Saturday, Fresno State at Colorado State is the only televised game. That's on ESPN3. That's at 1 o'clock. Air Force at Boise is mm. at three. San Jose State at UNLV how, is at three, and Wyoming at Utah. How bad would Rebel fans be pissed if they lose to the Spartans at home? <laughs> Man, that would be rough, and <laughs> I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility because San Jose State's coming, and they I think they match up pretty well against UNLV. Yeah, the games aren't great. Like that game, just because I think the other three are on the uh, Mountain West Network, so check those out there. Wyoming at Utah State, just seeding stuff that could be interesting because see what Utah State team shows up. But, yeah, Fresno CSU, because Fresno's been pretty bad on the road. Like, at home, they're at Safemart Arena. They're, their last loss there was uh, – who did they lose at home recently? Uh, San Diego State, that's about it. Because they beat Boise at home. They beat CSU at home. They beat Wyoming at home. They beat Nevada at home. So, at CSU, I I don't know. I think I think CSU could get that. But that's a game to watch just the way Fresno streaky home and road. So that's at one Pacific. So if you check that out, do that. The other ones, watch your team, of course, but keep an eye on San Jose, UNLV. They look for UNLV on Twitter fans to be pissed. <laughs> Oof, yeah. I, I have a couple in mind that won't be happy about that. It's just such a, a strange, just strange change of events for UNLV going from this team that was a, a powerhouse to now. Last place. Now San Jose State's rising. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and we mentioned they're, they're rebuilding. They should be fine, but. It sure is weird situation. Oh, one right game we didn't mention really quick that quadruple overtime game. We skipped right over that. Was that <laughs> it, it, just a crazy, crazy Mountain West game? Something we expect almost was, every night. Yeah, Wyoming. Well, Fresno at Wyoming. That was the game I mentioned. One hundred two to one hundred. We got to bring this up. You have four overtimes. This game lasted probably who knows three three plus hour games. It's three. It was just a game where if you made your three pointers, you're good. You make your free throws, you're good. It's a game where every every team like was they were each each possession. I got you. We'll score. We'll match it. We'll go every time. They were looking at the overtime periods. They scored, which it makes sense because you played 20 minutes. They you get tired at the end of the game. So how do you score more points in those four overtime periods than you do in the first half? I have I have no idea. Both teams shot I think under 35 percent of regulation. Yeah, they're shoot. It's a crazy game. Yeah, there are some defense stuff, some good defense, some bad shooting because shit, thirty nine percent from the field. So I guess it's a good and a bad thing. You go to all right. So let's move back. Let's uh, as we're time time jumping again. Let's move fast forward to Sunday. <laughs> forgot about that quadruple get overtime game. So if you saw it, awesome. If not, well, you missed bad shooting and a close game. So t- that's a somewhat of a deadly mix. And, and six players that fouled out. I think Fresno was playing with. <laughs> With five guys at the end and three of them had four fouls, oh, so that's just a crazy game. 
All right, so Sunday, we'll go through some of the next weeks as well, so this is a bit longer. But like I said, you got Nevada at San Diego State. San Diego State still sitting at 5-6 and six in league play, 8-3 and three for Nevada. It's like I said, you mentioned 1 p.m. Pacific. This is at Viejas on CBS. Uh, uh, you would think Nevada should just run over this game, correct? That should be what happens. Should be. You would think, but I'm still waiting for this San Diego State team to figure it out. I think that they still have – some juice left in them, but they might just be so devastated from that San Jose State loss. Who when knows? will they, though? They've had Pope back a couple of games. If it's not now, they have five games left. When's it going to be? Maybe in the Mountain West tournament? Uh, I don't know. I've been saying it for weeks now. <laughs> As people should. It's like, oh, we were saying, oh, well, Pope's not there. They're struggling a bit. Cause they pro- I, they still, I still believe they have the best roster in the conference. Right? I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, they have guys that turned down invitations to go to some of the best schools in the country so you'd think that they would they would have it in them but it's just not working um, right i now. think nevada can pull us off but this is where like at this point nevada and boise state i don't know if losses obviously hurt them more than wins for cd if they're gonna get off that 12 seed line they get to maybe 11 or 10 they need to rack up the wins because they're sitting at 19 and 5 if you look at nevada they let's just say they win they could win out they have seven games left i think yeah, set, yeah seven so. games. If they finish 26-5 and five and then win a conference tournament at 28-5, I have a hard time seeing them being a 12th seed at, with 12 wins, with that amount of wins. I think that I, – I don't think they're going to be anything higher than 11 seed, yeah. honestly, because the, with the way that the mid-majors are this season, it just hardly any teams – maybe Middle Tennessee is one that actually has much of a resume. So you have the, the bubble filled with – nothing but these power six teams that every night play top 50 teams so it, it's tough because top 50 oh, come on <laughs> yeah i with the yeah i know I, i'm i'm tired of it too and they're making some changes but it's still just acc because they have maybe 11 12 teams in the top 50 right now and they play each other every night some teams are bound to pick up these these victories and that that pushes teams like nevada aside is this weekend the they're starting the uh Top sixteen on CBS is that this? Yeah, that that's that's on Saturday morning. Oh, mm-hmm. Saturday morning before the morning game, so that could be a thing to look out for because, like I said, obviously your odds are it's going to be a twelve seed for the Mountain West champ. So you'll know, like you'll get the top four seeds. You could look at the four seeds; that's a possibility of playing, and then you could kind of figure it out the rest of yourselves. And whenever new brackets come out, because I'm guaranteed once that's out. You'll have you and everybody else in the world do another bracket after, like, here's what the committee has, here's what we have the rest of the way or something. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's something to look out for to see who, uh, like you mentioned earlier, a good matchup for Boise or Nevada. So that's um, the next, what, four sets, four Saturdays, right? Before Selection Sunday? Uh, four, yeah, I think so. So look out for that. something, a good thing to look for just to see who a matchup could be. Because, like I said, if they do get to 11, they could be playing one of those teams. I think the other thing, mat- matchups obviously is big, but also looking at how the committee ranks these teams, whether is whether there's something that seems to be a a correlation if they're if they're giving a lot more weight to teams that have top fifty wins or good strength of schedule. If if there's something that stands out, then maybe that could be a beneficiary to Nevada, or it could be something that could could hurt this conference. Oh, that for, for sure, especially the three and four seeds, just because just kind of see where they go because it gives you a clue of like, okay, if they're putting team X here for C3, then that could say, okay, maybe Nevada could be 
here or there instead, or maybe maybe even drop to a 13 seed because of the uh, look at the victory, like top 100, top 75, top 50 wins that those teams may or may not have. So it's exactly. just something to look forward to. So next week we'll go through this kind of quickly. Tuesday got some decent games. Tuesday night you got CSU at Wyoming. Let's see if the Rams can keep it going. That game's at what seven o'clock locally. Then. Boise State at New Mexico. Is Tim Williams still out? Is that correct? Is injury he has? He's out for a while? Yes, he's he's out indefinitely, but I think that I, I don't know if it was from a reputable source, but I think someone said that he might be able to return by the Mountain West tournament, but besides that, he might be out for the rest of the year. Okay, with him being out, I'm assuming, I'd go to Boise State in that one, even though it's on the road, and New Mexico has been, they've been good, even without Williams a little bit, they've been okay, but Boise should take – it's games on CBS at 8 o'clock there at the pit or whatever you want to call it, Wise Pie's uh, Salad Bar Pizza Place. <laughs> White, wise Pie, yeah. So the, <laughs> Who knows what could happen in this yeah, one. Yeah, I, I think Boise should win, though. I think that they should win. But, again, whatever emoji Mountain West basketball could happen. <laughs> yeah, just like the New Mexico game last night. Who knows? Who knows with New Mexico? Okay, so one more set real quick. Wednesday, um, this is uh, – I got – Man, nothing special. Oh man, these games. I'm sorry, these games are not very good next week, folks. I apologize. Watch your team. Boise, New Mexico could be interesting. Then we got Nevada at Air Force. Air Force should lose by a lot. So you got San Jose at Fresno. There could be some intrigue because San Jose has been better, but you're playing at Safe Mar. And then you got, I guess this is the most interesting game: San Diego State at Utah State, because both teams are kind of eh. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Who knows about that one, too? Uh, San Diego State, how much can you trust them? It's just an inconsistent team. Same with Utah State. Outside Jalen Moore, you got True. McWayne or whoever else back there. Or not McWayne. Mac, uh, whatever his name whatever his name is. Um, yeah, McWayne and Rector in backcourt. I'm thinking the former. Or the oh, yeah. Coach. It's close enough now. Mm-hmm. But that, that could be somewhat of a game to see because those teams are, what, 4-8 and 5-6 and six in the league play. We'll see what happens. See if Pope another game or two, another week of practice gets whatever's wrong with him gets back up and going. But so let me ask you this: next week at this time, who's going to be in first place? Is it still going to be a tie between I think, Nevada and Boise? I think it's it's going to be Nevada in first place, and so that means you'll see Nevada on the bracket, and then if it switches next week, then you'll see Boise on the bracket, and just back and forth and back and forth. But I think it's I think it's Nevada right now. I, okay, for the tournament wise, or just a, but they, I, I mean, think I think they're the front runner right now, and they they should they should be moving forward as well. I think a nineteen and five compared to fifteen and seven, that's a big deal as well. Because looking over at bracket matrix, I think everybody still has Nevada at the top. If I'm correct, because they have. Let me do a quick search here. Have it up. Yeah, they're sitting at the 12 seed, 82. There's now 100 plus brackets. See, later on in the year, check out definitely check out bracketmatrix.com. You're up from 40 to about what's the max? 105. So, and Nevada is in 82 of those, which is fine, I guess. One thing's interesting: Eastern Tennessee stays in 52 of the brackets, but I think they're splitting with the other Southern Conference team for the title. I'm assuming. Because everybody else has like New Mexico State, Middle Tennessee, Wilmingham, Akron, uh, Monmouth, Vermont are all like are in the max one hundred five brackets. I think East Tennessee State is is splitting with Furman. I know that's who I had in my my latest bracket, and I had yeah. I think I posted my latest one on the sixth when Boise was still in first place. So, like you mentioned with when you're talking with Daubertine a couple weeks ago, it's just whoever's in first place. That's which team I'm taking, and then I just 
slot accordingly. Yeah, makes sense. yeah Furman right now is in uh, 41 of the brackets, so they're basically splitting right there, which makes sense they're both at the top. But like Boise, I don't think they're in this current one anymore. They are getting 26, depending when they put it in. Most of the ones that have them in could be like yours a little bit older from like a couple days ago. Seems like all the recent ones have Nevada yeah, in there. So you had to go sense. back to like a few on the six. Most of them six prior have them in there, but yeah, check this out. This changes on at this point. He updates this every day now, right? It's just about every day. Yeah, I think maybe on some of the off days when there are hardly any games, he he probably skip a day. But for from now until selection Sunday, it's just about yeah, every it's updated day. Updated on February eighth, so we're saying the ninth, right? So last night. Yeah, last night. Yeah, that that was. And last I think night. he updates like during selection week. Or tournament week, he updates probably multiple times a day when stuff comes in. I think so, yeah. So check that out. But, yeah, it looks like it's Nevada's uh, bid to lose at the moment. They're, if they lose the game, obviously, but th- if they keep up their pace, it's still going to come down to who went to Vegas. It's going to be – I don't see CSU keeping up pace with the limited roster. I don't see San Diego State turning it on enough time. So it's got to be Boise and Nevada. I don't see – and with Tim Williams being out, even if, even if he comes back for the tournament – who knows how healthy it'll be, but the only other team, maybe like maybe if Wyoming does something crazy like they have before, but it's just those two teams. That's it, right? I, I would say it's fair. Just pick between Nevada and Boise. And I, and I know someone commented on one of my articles from the latest bracket the other week, and he said, I think he said something like, I think Lenardi is just uh, making a spinner and choosing whoever he wants, and it's like, yeah, pretty much. I mean, whoever's in first place, that's who's yeah, going with. So that's sense. that's just the standard right now. And it's like you you, you can look at the schedule, see who they're playing, but it's also it takes time to do these too. So if you're in first place, take the first place team. If there's a tie, they'll look a bit closer at the schedule. But like, who they be if they beat the second place team? It's yeah, like the Southern example, they're tied at the top. Or if there's teams where there's two or three at the top, or these especially one bid leagues. You're not going to spend a ton of time on picking who you're going to choose for their one spot. If you're in first place, you're probably getting in. If there's a tie, they'll look a bit further. They may say, well, Boise beat Nevada once, so I'll take Boise this week. If they lost last week, I'll take a team that didn't lose. So it's it's if there are four or five teams in the conference being considered, yeah, it might be a bit different. But when there's just one, it's like, come on. Yeah, who are you going to take? And just a, just a few weeks ago, if you're going by who you project will win the conference, then... You might see San Diego State in one of these brackets, even if they're three, four games out of the out of first place. That wouldn't make a ton of sense. No, it will not. But we'll see how it goes. So that's our um, quick basketball hoop show today. Should be going strong again next week once we get uh, another week toward a selection Sunday tournament coming up. And then again, check out that C- CBS Sports or what, CBS TV in the morning. What what time is it? The first game usually noon Eastern, right? Is that when they uh, for for this yeah, next CBS week? CBS games are they usually noon Eastern? For the most part, uh, the first one's on. I think at one o'clock. Okay, so they'll probably do a pregame. Is it so? I, I've looked into. I've looked into much detail. It's like its own special show, or is it just wrapped into their normal pregame for the little mini bracket reveal? I I actually don't know how long it's going to last. Hopefully, not too long because those shows can get yeah. pretty dry pretty quickly. Exactly. Um, but it maybe it's. It might be, actually it might be in the morning as you as you mentioned. Maybe it's at ten o'clock, but it, well, there, it's yeah, probably the first going game, to be just a yeah. The first game's Kentucky, Alabama, Italy at like at one p.m. So I, mean, I don't know. Maybe it's a little ten minute segment. I don't know if it's its own show because I haven't really been out of it. I've kind of just noticed it. But watch for that. That's something interesting to see. Like I said, for bracket purposes to see how they're 
seeding a few of the teams, but we'll be back next week talking some basketball hoops and see how it happens. And it could be, it might be a lot of the same. Oh, you won. Good job. You're still in first place. Good job. <laughs> but we're doing our best when there's only one team in the tournament. But we'll see what goes on. But uh, yeah, check out our, our um, basketball stuff, mwcconnection.com. That's our website. And we'll be back next week uh, talking hoops. And we'll see.